Chapter 11 I knocked on the bathroom door. The shower was going. No answer. I knocked again. The shower stopped. I opened the door a crack and spoke into it. Get out of the shower. Get dressed. We have to leave. Elena said, How long? Maybe two minutes, maybe less. Okay. I closed the door, retrieved the Glock from the night table, put it in my waistband at the back. I jammed the desk chair under the doorknob. Two of the legs were up in the air. The carpet helped with the grip. I reconsidered. They had seen me pull the curtain open, but that was from a distance. With a spotting scope, maybe. But it was more likely that they had no scope, that they had just seen movement and interpreted it. If that was the case, they would have doubts. If there was a chair jammed under the doorknob, there would be zero doubt. Operators deal in enemy doubt. Doubt could save us a minute or two. I removed the chair and put it back under the desk. I put my head into the closet. The upper part of the wall was just a cavity. I pulled my head out to check on Elena. She was coming out of the bathroom with wet hair, adjusting her money belt to fit under the new jeans. I said, good to go? She was looking around, all action, minimal reflection, like a pro, which made sense with her experience. Good, yes, where's the gun? I patted the small of my back. I've got it. You want it? Elena shrugged. She was holding her phone. I pointed to it. Leave that here. Why? Might be how they found us. Those things are tracking devices. Just leave it here. She placed the phone on the desk next to the TV. I said, We're going up into the ceiling. And pointed at the closet. She said, In there? Elena wasn't sarcastic. She was curious. I said, There's a way in. Might work. And if it doesn't? If it doesn't, the gun has 11 rounds in it. I'll try and use them wisely. Plus, I've got a knife. Maybe I could use both at the same time. We'll see. I went into the closet again. The hole was big enough to fit a person. I had no idea what we would find in there. But Elena was going first, so it would be up to her. I beckoned her over, pointed into the hole. She nodded. I cupped both hands for a boost, and she leaned one hand on my shoulder, the other braced against the closet wall. Her foot went into my cupped hands, and I lifted her up. There was a knock at the door. Elena slipped down, out of my clenched hands. Mierda! I said, go easy. Another knock. Ignore that. She left. Sure. I boosted her up again. This time she got her upper body fully into the hole. I was holding her left foot. She was struggling with something up there. She said, push me. I pushed her foot, but she was still struggling. Push my ass. I gave her a push with both hands, and whatever it was that she was doing worked. She got a leg up and disappeared into the hole. The lock was wiggling in the front door. I looked at it and momentarily contemplated putting a couple of rounds through the cheap wood, like a tight vertical triple pattern, customized for various head heights. 
The rounds would go through that like daggers through cotton candy. I might get one or two of those guys. It was an attractive proposition, but I had no way to know how many of them were out there, and I had Elena to think about. There was no chance I was going to let these people get her, and getting shot would be like handing them a gift, all wrapped up in Christmas paper with a satin bow. The door shuddered and cracked. A booted foot had gone into the area around the bolt, splintering wood. I looked up at the closet cavity. Elena was gone. I gripped the edges of the hole, boosted myself up, hoping the sheetrock would hold. So far, so good. I got a leg over, straddling the opening. It was reinforced with pine studs, thankfully not old and not rotten. Took my weight. I stretched my free leg out to catch the closet door. The front door pounded again with another booted blow. I got the Glock out from my waistband, worked the slider and chambered around. I was in a compromised position. The gun was in my right hand, pointed at the door. Left hand gripping the edge of a wall stud. The wood splintered in the front door. A boot came through it and got stuck. I heard a furious curse from the other side. Looked like the guy had fallen down with his foot in the door. I reached out again with my toe and caught the edge of the closet door, like a ballerina or something. It wasn't a great angle, and I was in danger of opening it wider, which was the opposite of what I wanted. I allowed my toe to go up against the edge of the door, caught it, and gently eased it toward me. The closet door closed, just as another blow caved in the front door. It was pitch black. I put the Glock in my waistband. Elena, she whispered. Yes. I could hear her shuffling, but could not see what she was doing. She was up higher than me. With the closet door closed, the space was dark. I could hear cautious movement on the other side of the door. They were inside and looking around. My body was lodged between the bathroom wall and the back of the closet, about five feet off the ground. Above me was the ceiling cavity. After being in there a few seconds, my eyes adjusted. Electrical switches built into the ceiling space and near the floor, below, emitted dim light. I prepared to boost up and join Elena, wherever she was. But then I noticed the outlines of a sheetrock panel leaned against the inside of the wall just below me. It occurred to me that this was the missing panel from the back of the closet. No doubt, it had fallen into the wall during construction, and the workers had just left it there. From the other side of the closet door came a low murmur of voices speaking in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but I did know that it was a matter of seconds before one of those guys opened the closet door and saw the cavity, and maybe me. It would be like shooting fish in a barrel. I took the gamble. Eased myself down into the cavity between walls, until my boots came to rest on a wooden stud, about two feet off the ground. I had maybe an inch of room between my nose and the wall. I dropped my shoulder, as far as possible, and tried to reach the sheetrock piece. Managed to get thumb and forefinger on a corner, and lifted. At that point, the top of my head was level with the opening in the closet, which was dark. I got the panel up and in front of my face as the closet door opened. I pushed the sheetrock against the framing studs and held it there, hoping that the guy had not seen movement. 
light bloomed around the edges of the panel. It was hot already. All of that monkeying around made it even hotter. I was sweating. My hands were slippery. I pushed hard against the sheetrock and tried to relax my arms and shoulders at the same time. I had no way of knowing if the guy on the other side was still looking around the closet. Why would he be, if there was nothing special to see? Elena said, Keeler. I said nothing. I held the sheetrock against the studs and counted off a minute in my head. How long can a guy look around an empty closet? Ten seconds? I slid the panel up and looked through the gap. The closet door was half open. There was no face looking up at me, which was a good thing. But there was a guy lying on the bed looking at Elena's phone. A voice came from behind me in the bathroom. The intervening wall muffled the sound. I couldn't understand the language anyway. Elena's shower had made the bathroom wet. Plus, her old clothes were on the floor, so they would be puzzling it out, the mysterious disappearance. The guy on the bed had a thick body and a shaved head with a thin mustache and a beard narrowed to a point. He was wearing a white t-shirt and had his head back on the pillow, looking up at his phone. I could see that he had a neck tattoo, but was at the wrong angle to make out the design. I needed to put the panel down and get, get up into the ceiling. The question was, would the guy in the bed notice the panel moving out of the corner of his eye, or was he captivated by the screen? He answered my question by swinging his legs over on the other side of the bed and putting his back to me. I dropped the sheetrock carefully and let it rest against the floor. Then I pulled myself into the upper area of the cavity. I kept on going, finding studs to place my feet. A minute later, I came against Elena. She was horizontal, laid out across ceiling joists. Between the drop ceiling and the back of the building, ducts sloped down from the air conditioners installed on the roof to ventilation grills built into the ceiling. The sheetrock wouldn't hold us by itself, but the wood joists would. I came alongside her, brushing up against her hair. She shuffled over slightly. It was even hotter up here. I could only see her dimly, but I could feel her proximity. She smelled like soap. I felt her breath against my neck. She said, I think it goes all the way across. Look. I looked up. The crawl space above the rooms extended toward the office. I thought of the red pickup truck. It was parked closer to the office, which might or might not mean that the driver of that truck was staying in an adjacent room. I figured we could crawl over and come down into a closet at least two rooms over from ours, but no more. Ours was number 12, so maybe number 9 or 10 would be good. Elena wiggled against me. I felt her hip touching mine. Her hair got in my face, and I had to blow it away. She said, Sorry, I'm getting pins and needles. <laughs>